Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody. Jeremy and Brian here. Just wanted to take a moment to tell you about something exciting that we're doing with Chat of the Wild. Starting in January, we're going to be launching our Patreon uh, it's very exciting for us. That's right. We we're really just doing uh one dollar minimum a month gets you access to ad free versions of the show, and then down the line, if we hit certain goals, we're gonna have uh, more things that we'll be able to do, including letting patrons vote on what we do for our Zelda like quote unquote Gaiden games. Gaiden. Uh, also, a cool thing that we'll be doing is that for each of our new patrons, uh, you'll get a little shout out in the most recent episode where you can tell us your favorite thing about Zelda. Yeah, we'll have a little uh, questionnaire you can fill out. So some of the goals that we have, uh, you'll be able to see on the Patreon is, like I said, voting for Gaiden games. We're also talking about doing a monthly generic game review episode. Uh, whether that is we cover one single game that's like the new game to talk about, or if it's uh, each of us played a couple games that we want to talk about here and there. We're also talking about reviewing the the Zelda TV series, if you are old enough to remember <laughs> that. Yeah, that'll be fun. As well as the Zelda manga book series. And we've also got some other things down the line that uh you know if it gets big enough we would like to do more to interact with our fans and to give them more good content also wanted to give a thank you to the people that have done interviews with us uh it's been a blast doing this and we hope to do more with these people in the future yeah absolutely uh Usually we take a, a break for the holidays, but uh, this year we've lined up a few cool interviews with some people. Uh, we talked to David Spencer from the Come On Fahugwa Pods, uh, the Homestar Runner podcast. Uh, I, for one, enjoy listening to that. They're going through chronologically uh, every Homestar cartoon. And we talked about some Zelda together, and it was great. Yeah, we also talked to Andrew Funkhauser from Oh My Goss uh, and a number of other podcasts as well. And also Jeremy Parrish, part of the, uh, or the head of the Greenlit Podcast Network, founder of Retronauts and a bunch of other stuff, got together with me to talk about Zelda 1. Also want to give a shout out to Todd Hunt over at the Super Nintendads. Uh, he, he didn't quite make it into our schedule for this one, but we did record a great episode, uh, talking about Minish Cap with him that we'll be able to put at the end of the Minish Cap season that will be starting at the beginning of the year. So yeah, that's, uh, you have that to look forward to and a little end of the year episode, uh, with all of us here at chat of the wild. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, be on the lookout for the Patreon and we love you very much. And and we're all doing it differently, I guess. So, yes, once again, thank you so much for listening to us. We've seen so much growth over the last year. Yeah, it's been amazing. Especially since joining the Greenlit Podcast group. Uh, a lot of great people on there. Hopefully, throughout the year, we'll be able to do more stuff with more people. Uh, and we hope that you check out our Patreon and enjoy the interviews. 
Hi, welcome back to Chat of the Wild. I'm your host for this week, BC, and I've got our friend Andrew Funkhauser here to join us for our favorite Zelda series. Uh, so we've been doing one-off segments, profiling different Zelda games and having people pick their favorite Zelda and talk about it. Uh, so Andrew is joining us from one of our favorite podcasts, Oh My Goss, oh, which is a uh, long-running hot gossip podcast. Um <laughs> He's also the co-host of Cast and the Curious, which is a newer podcast that's going through all the Fast and the Furious uh, cinematic universe. Would you say Fast and the Furious cinematic universe? Yeah, we, we're we adjusting to being more Vin Diesel focused <laughs> because we did get through all the movies. So now we're like, we still want to record episodes. So we're trying to figure that out now, actually. There's only like, are, are there seven or eight? I've only seen the first two. There's eight or nine i think there's eight official ones and then there's a spinoff hobbs and shaw highly recommend all of them okay we started as like kind of an ironic thing and by the end we were like we're actually on board we love them they're like very fun i have fond memories of the first two yeah after that i haven't watched anything so well back to the series at hand we're here to talk about zelda uh so andrew do you want to just Give us some background. What's your history maybe with video games, with Zelda in general? Okay. Yeah, totally. I uh, I grew up, I would say, I think my first experience with Zelda was in my grandma's basement. A creepy basement that you had to like go to a back dark corner to turn on all the lights in the basement. And she had a an NES down there that didn't work very well. But we did have the gold Zelda cartridge for the NES, which uh, I played. I don't know if I ever beat it because that game is just like, it's awesome. And if I was older, I'd probably appreciate it more. And I do like it now. But when I was younger, it just throws you in with like nothing. And I would just die all the time. And then it would like glitch out in my scary grandma's basement. So I never got super far into it. Uh, but then I pretty much beyond that, I've dabbled or beat a good amount of the Zelda games after that. Link to the Past I loved. Um, obviously Ocarina of Time is incredible. I, I, when Majora's Mask came out, I was too spooked to play it and I still haven't played it. I'm like waiting for like a Switch release or something to play that. Um, that moon hopefully really... on the horizon hopefully, hopefully. all the switch releases are hopefully on the Th- that moon freaked me out so much i was like i can't do that i can't put myself <laughs> through that stress uh and then let's see yeah i had a wii u so i forget which game came out for that one twilight princess the... was twilight princess on the i think it was I can't remember if it straddled the... No, I, I think, think it straddled. Princess I think it did straddled. Did it straddle the Wii Wii U? That's, I think. Or it might have straddled GameCube Wii. I'm the one on the Zelda podcast. I should definitely <laughs> know. I think it straddled the GameCube. Okay, that makes... I, yeah. Yeah, it straddled the GameCube, and then it was on... Then Skyward Sword was on Wii. I remember Skyward Sword being the one that, like, did the directionality of the Wii controller um i don't know if you remember that like you had to yeah you had to have the extra ways. attachment it was yeah. like the wii motion plus oh right, right 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 yeah and i i remember liking that game i don't think i ever beat that one though um and then 
when this game came out, I was like, you know, excited. I'd played Zelda games before, but it didn't take very long for me to be like, oh, like they figured it out. Yeah. It, it, it and and they figured out something that like didn't you didn't even realize needed figured out. Like you thought they had it figured out, and then they're like, actually, no, we've really figured it out this time, and it's ah, oh, it's so much fun. Just keeps getting better. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're here to talk about favorites, mm-hmm. and you told me before that your favorite is Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah. So d- did you play Breath of the Wild on the Wii U or the Switch? I played it on... So that one also straddled, didn't it? Yeah. I played it on the Switch. Okay. I did own a Wii U. I don't... But I don't think I played it on that. I played it on the Switch for sure. That was probably the better choice. Uh, yeah. Every time I see a Wii U now, like... I'm like, how did I put up with this for so many years? <laughs> uh, you know, Nintendo's one of those companies that it's just like, no matter how obstinate they are with their choices, it's just like, I have to, I'm, I can't be mad at them. Like, they always <laughs> try the weirdest stuff, and it doesn't always work. Uh, and I, I mean, we probably wouldn't have the Switch without the Wii U, you know? Almost. I mean, if you think about it, a Switch is just the Wii U gamepad. Right, right. Essentially, but actually enjoyable. Right, so. right, right. Yeah, so uh, did you pick up Breath of the Wild when it first came out, or were you an early Switch adopter? I I think I was, yeah. I don't think I got it right when it came out, but um, if I remember correctly, I got it kind of like after that initial crush of when it was like impossible to get a switch i uh i went ahead and bought one i'm always i the older i get the less i'm like i don't need it now i i in six months it'll still be there and i'll still have the same amount of fun um Mm -hmm. so i i waited a little bit um so what makes breath of the wild your favorite or just how what was your breath of the wild experience oh um to be honest, when you reached out to play again or to talk about this, I restarted it, and I'm like almost to Ganon again. Uh, oh, nice! Yeah, uh, I, I've been pl- I played like 40 hours again. <laughs> I really <laughs> went off, and I'm loving it again in a little different way because I kind of know what I'm doing. But mm-hmm. when you first play, the thing I loved about it is a thing that I kind of don't like about a lot of games and this is where i kind of said like they figured it out um like the open world aspect is really really incredible like ocarina of time an incredible game one of the best games out there but at the end of the day you're kind of on the rails you're kind of you have like one i and i haven't played in a long time but if i remember right you're just going from one place to the next to the next um, yeah, unless you're a speedrunner, you're pretty much doing that game yeah. in a set order. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. And this game, like, there is a way that they want you to do it pretty clearly. Like, there are things that are harder than other things, but there's not a lot of things that, like, you can't fully tackle from out the gate without, like, you have to put in a little work to get, like, an outfit to match the cold but like you can just uh you can kind of go wherever you want after you get off that plateau which does take a minute 
But I think it's like the necessary training to really like build the world. Um, and so the thing I loved about that game and I still love to this day is like I beat when I first played, I beat like all of those divine beasts probably mm-hmm. like, I don't know, 40 hours in. I'm just making that up at a sometime amount of hours in. And then I played at least another 40 plus hours before I went to Ganon because the most fun part of that game is just running around because there's things everywhere to do. There's all like you're, you're always rewarded for going somewhere that looks weird. You're just like, what's that? And you walk over and like worst case scenario, it's a little Korok. And then you like, and then you just like drop the rock on their head and they say, ow. And you're like, Oh, that was fun. (laughs) And, uh, but other than that, there's just like little secrets everywhere. Just like little fun things. Sometimes like big side quests, uh, I don't know. And and it's just at the end of the day it's open world, but once you find those little side quests that I'm talking about, it still has that element of like a really well-crafted game experience, if that makes sense. No, it definitely makes sense. So like where did that click for you? Like what was the moment where you realized you were dealing with something different? Cuz if you think about it, every time you approach Zelda, you kind of think of it the same way. You know right. what to expect. Right. And this was not that there haven't been other departures, but this is the biggest departure, I think, from Big the time. Zelda formula. Big time. Uh, for me, it would be when I completed the plateau, which is like, there's like four shrines, and you get all your like uh, powers, like your magnet stasis bombs and all of that. And uh, and that, I mean, that felt like older Zelda games too. Like, you do that, and uh, you can only be in this one space because you don't have your uh, your glider to get off the big plateau. And then once you get your glider, they're just like, cool, sounds good. Kakariko Village is that way, but do whatever you want. <laughs> and then I was just like, wait, what? He was like, yeah, go wherever. <laughs> like, I mean, no one said that, but like once I realized that was the case, I was kind of like super stoked on it. I think the first thing I did as soon as I got off the plateau was mm-hmm. just climb a huge hill. <laughs> or, like, find a mountain and climb it. Um, you do, like, the first, like, battle that's right after the plateau. Right, like, right. You run into your first enemies. But after that, I just was like, whatever's up this hill, that's where I'm going. Uh, that's another thing I love about that game is, like, there are things that are like as the crow flies away in open world games, but there's always stuff you can't cross. And like, you can cross most things in Zelda. Like it'll be a, a trek. Like it'll be hard. You may even have to use like some stamina potions to climb stuff. You can like for sure. Uh, and that's always, I always liked that too. There's like a pretty, they, they try not to close any doors. If that makes sense. Like, if you really, really want to do something, if you're willing to, like, climb, like, the tallest cliff in the game and have, like, 30 stamina potions, they're like, yeah, go for it. Who cares? <laughs> you know? Uh, I And I love that. Yeah, no, I think that's... I know a lot of people compared it to Skyrim. A lot of people still compare it to Skyrim. I don't mm. know if you played Skyrim. Yeah, right? yeah. But that was the... It was Zelda meets Skyrim, and I think that was... In every Zelda game, 
you kind of fall in love with the characters and the world and the lore, especially mm -hmm. Majora's Mask for me, that entire world and like the town and just like the aesthetic of yeah. how dreary it was. And especially because in Majora's Mask, you were going through the same three days over and over. You got attached to these people and like all these things mm -hmm. happening. I think it's like, not only can you go anywhere, it's like you're experiencing the world unhampered by anything. Right, like, right. And you're kind of experiencing it uh, as he is too, which is an interesting twist. And in that, like, he doesn't have any memory, so he doesn't know what any of this stuff is. That's a good point. I yeah. never thought about it that way. It's yeah. Like, you and Link are discovering everything together. I think that's why I never cared about. I never did like the photo memory quests, uh, because like Link remembering things like was it important to me? Because that wasn't me. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> And, you know, I'll also, my favorite thing about that game is the fighting, like, by, like, the gameplay is so crazy in that game. Like, mm -hmm. kind of all I want to do is climb stuff and fight people. And, like, it just gives you so much uh, chance to do that. So, are you, are you more of a, a completionist or just an explorer? I know, for me, a big thing was all the shrines. Mm -hmm. Like, when I started playing, I just wanted to go through... I was like, oh, these shrines have like upgrades and cool stuff. I want to find as many shrines as soon as I can. Yeah, yeah. I I'm definitely an explorer. Like I I was just I would just run around constantly. Just and especially after I uh beat the Divine Beast, I was just like, I'm just gonna run around and see what I can find. And I mean that always there's so many shrines around that I would obviously like I would be wanting to find shrines and I'd find a lot of them. But uh, I feel like the past probably like five years, I'm 30 now, which isn't old, but like I've gotten to the point that if something stops feeling fun, I just won't do it. So like I, I'm not remotely a completionist in that way because like I'll do it until like I feel like I've explored most of it. And then if I find out there's like five more shrines, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to like spend an hour going to these shrines i've i'm i'm i've had my fun <laughs> if that makes sense yeah like i i could never do all the korops oh god no while it's fun <laughs> it's if i find a korok great yeah but i'm exactly. not gonna go looking for every single one exactly exactly that's uh -huh. and i like the koroks for that reason too because usually especially as the explorer thing like they're just everywhere so I'm, I never feel too bad for going somewhere stupid because there's always a Korok there. There's always sure. someone hanging out. It's like, yeah, I wandered this mountain for 20 minutes, spent all my potions climbing up it. There's a Korok here. Great. Totally worth it. <laughs> Vindicated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, what'd, you, what'd you think of the gameplay? Like, in terms of, like, movement and fighting and all of that. Yeah, before we tackle that, let's oh, okay, take yeah, a totally. quick break. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll take a quick break for some promos, and uh, then we'll get back into it. Hey folks, it's Asif Khan, CEO and Editor-in-Chief over at ShackNews.com. Give a listen to our 9 to 5 Elon podcast about Tesla and electric vehicles and all sorts of cool stuff over there on the Greenlit Podcast Network. 
The award-winning Go Nintendo podcast covers the latest Nintendo news while also diving into what's hot in pop culture, music trivia, hands-on impressions, and so much more. Hopefully we can make you laugh, too. You'll find new episodes of the Go Nintendo podcast on the Greenlit Podcast Network every single week. All right, welcome back to Chat of the Wild. Uh, so, gameplay. Uh, actually, I think combat is another another selling point for me of this game. Oh yeah, I loved um, I loved just having different weapons. Yeah, it it was rough that all the weapons broke eventually, but mm-hmm. the ability to have variety in how you fought things and that kind of cool like. What am I gonna find? I'm gonna find right. something new to like fight with. Right. Was always exciting. Which I don't think outside of Yeah, I mean you always get like the big Goron sword and that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. I think um was it Majora's that had like you could you could get like a gilded blade or something to that effect. Oh, okay. Uh, um Yeah, but, there hasn't been normally, a lot of weapon variety, has there, in older games? No, you you get other things you can use as weapons but it's like you know you you have a sword you get the master sword mm-hmm. you might do a quest for the big Goron sword yeah. but it's like you get the master sword and that's kind of it right and for this it was the more you went around it was like you're picking up clubs and right. all these other things and it's just or you know taking enemies weapons i thought that was just a cool departure from I'll just get a sword and I hang out with my little kid sword until I get the master sword. Mm-hmm. I honestly, like when I started, I hated it. I was like, this is so stupid. I have to, like, I don't know what I'm doing. My weapon's breaking every five minutes. What am I doing? And like on my replay, and even as I was getting into it on my first play, I was like, this is just insane. It's awesome. It's so fun. Like you can't, it keeps you on your toes in a way different way. Um, like you just have to constantly change your fighting style, usually like mid battle, which is awesome. Like especially with like the big bosses or anything that has a lot of health, you just like whittling away and like you have your crappy weapons that break. And then sometimes I always have like a stash of really nice weapons that I'm trying not to use just in case there's like a really bad guy. Um that's that's like the hard thing for me because inventory management I'm always bad at. Um, yeah. Like, if there's ever a consumable item or a breakable item that's really good, I'll just get to the end of the game without using it. Because <laughs> oh, like, yeah, I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the final boss is going to have a fourth form and I'm really going to wish I had this weapon. Right. So. You know, it's like uh, it's like buying insurance. You might not use it, but, you know, you've got that peace of mind just in case. <laughs> it's not a good excuse we gotta figure out how to use those i do the exact same thing yeah um when i started this new playthrough i like aggressively was breaking all of my weapons i was like whatever i have i'm gonna use the weakest weapon first so i would just break weapons in every fight and just have to constantly be <laughs> picking up weapons and it was super fun um a little harder but not much harder it makes it I mean, variety is the spice of life, they say. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the spice of war as well, I guess. I had a fun moment 
in my second playthrough where there's a quest for so when you're doing the elephant divine beast in mm-hmm. uh, oh gosh what are the water people oh no Zora yeah yeah the Zora you have to like this was the I so that was my first beast on this I had four hearts and like two potions and I had to go do that quest where I like snuck around that Lionel which is like the Minotaur guy and like mm-hmm. steal all those shock arrows. And this is what I love about this game is I was like sneaking around, stealing the shock arrows. And then I was like, wait a minute, I could take this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I spent like, it probably took like 20 minutes, but I, I fought Lionel's so much in, the fir- in my first playthrough that I have like the muscle memory down to like dodge mm-hmm. all of his attacks and I, I I went through all of my weapons. He wiped out every single weapon and I ended up beating that Lionel with four hearts and it felt so good. That's awesome. Uh, that's that's the other thing is just that I feel like especially like through the podcast playing through a lot of the Zeldas again. Yeah. They're not that hard. Like they're not no. as challenging. Oh, and the other so, Zeldas, yeah. Yeah, they're not challenging or Maybe just to adult me, they're not as challenging as I once <laughs> thought they were. True. Um, but when you're walking around, and especially when you're first playing, it's like you m- might find some new crazy monster oh, you've yeah. never seen. And he and just like one hits you, and you're just like, what yeah. just happened? <laughs> and you always have to do this risk assessment uh-huh. of, am I going to fight this? This looks super <laughs> cool. Does uh-huh. it have anything cool I can use? Uh-huh. But. Or am I just going to die in two hits? Right. So right. It it adds a little bit of, I guess, thrill to the totally a little danger. Well, and the it. thing too I like about this game is like I feel like that Lionel encounter I was just talking about in any other Zelda game, like if that Lionel would have like spotted me, it would have. I feel like they would have set it up in a way that like it wouldn't have given me really a chance to take on that Lionel, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, cause they, it was just like so narrowly focused on what they wanted you to do at any given point in other games. Or it would have been sort of like, a, or like you don't have the boomerang to kill the Lionel. If that. Yeah. You don't have the boomerang right. or you don't have um, that, the arrows that you can exactly. kill it with. And so you would either die or you'd see it and it'd be somewhere inaccessible. Exactly. And you just know that you can go there later in the game. Exactly, exactly. But when there's no... When you can do whatever you want, whenever you want, you can fight right. enemies all the time. And I feel like the game designers at some point were just like, yeah, I mean, if you want to fight that Lionel with four hearts, go for it. You're probably going to get whooped. But, like, go for it. Like, it would be silly to, like, block that off. So, the controls on this game, like, they might be my favorite controls in any game. Like, once I figured them out, there very rarely was a time that the thing that I was trying to do didn't work the way I thought it would. Like, this game, I feel like the physics and, like control scheme of this game is super solid i don't know if that makes sense no that makes sense i 
I don't remember the controls that in depth, yeah. which is either a sign of my memory being poor or a sign that the controls were just good, so I didn't... Like, right. if they were terrible, yeah. Yeah. I would remember. Yeah, uh, definitely. Wind Waker, for example, the way the camera is set up is the most <laughs> atrocious thing possible, and I will always remember that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but maybe the, the lack of memory about the controls for Breath of the Wild is a good thing. That yeah. means they were seamless. Yeah, they they definitely were, and I think I was thinking about it more when I was playing this time too. Just being like, especially like with the com- comparison to Skyrim, like mm-hmm. the controls are good, but it's like you're when you're swinging a sword, you're like not sure if it's, it's quite going to connect. It just doesn't feel super fluid, and you're like constantly pausing to like do a spell. Whereas with like when I'm fighting in Zelda, like I'm, I'm swinging that sword and I know where it's going to hit, or I know pretty close to where it's going to hit. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like thinking through, like, like sometimes you have to like, when you're playing games, there's like an extra layer of like what you want to do and what the game lets you do. And you have to like marry those two, whether it be like, like, and get like Zelda, like you can't climb walls sometimes. And like Breath of the Wild, you can climb almost anything. But like other games, you're like, oh, it'd be cool if I could do that, like climb over this wall, but I can't. Or it'd be cool if I could swing at this guy in this way, but I can't. But like in Breath of the Wild, I, I very rarely have that uh, experience. Does that make any sense? No, that definitely makes sense. I, I can't tell you how many times I've thought essentially the same thing yeah like oh i i should be able to do this right 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 but i can't Mm -hmm. so how did you know you were finished with breath of the wild so you (laughs) you beat all the divine beasts you you played for 40 more hours and then then you went to ganon how did you know that it was time (laughs) i knew because they implemented that feature I guess this makes me a little bit of a completionist now that I say this out loud. They had that little feature called uh, Hero's Path that they added where mm-hmm. you can bring it up on your map and see where you've walked to. Yeah. And once I realized I'd pretty much walked everywhere, I was like, all right, I'll go to Ganon. <laughs> 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 uh, so it was really once I ran out of places to explore um, or felt like I could explore. So, was the was Ganon's castle was the payoff good for you, or do you feel like the the journey to get there was the what you enjoyed? journey to get there was better than the castle? But I don't think the castle was bad at all. The castle was way cooler than I thought it would be. Actually, it was probably this is the only thing I didn't get to in my second game through, so I'm like reaching to remember. But if I remember right, I feel like that was the closest thing to a dungeon that we mm-hmm. got. Like a classic Zelda dungeon. Yeah. Because the beasts, I think they're supposed to be, but they're... I Maybe I was just younger and was more confused in older Zelda games, but I feel like these beasts were like, not easy, but like, I was never so complicated or like, terrified like i was in the water temple where i was like if i screw this up it's all over uh you know like like i feel like dungeons and like ocarina of time were like a singular experience that i spent like a week on yeah whereas a beast would be like 
ah, I could probably get through. And I think I beat one in like an hour or less, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think there's also, to go back to the the open world and kind of open format nature of the game, right. there's this cadence to the older Zelda games or the majority of Zelda games where the dungeons are part of the progression. So you're yeah, getting true. new items. So it's this thing where you get new items, you find new ways to solve puzzles, mm-hmm. and you have to do them in this sort of order. So every dungeon feels like a milestone. But when you let players do whatever they want and tackle things in any way they can, it kind of gets rid of that because you can't lock one divine beast behind another. Right, right, right. So it can't be, I get this item here that I need to get over here. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to do anything at any time. Like You can walk straight to Ganon if you want to. (laughs) You totally can. I I feel like that'd be fun to try. Just like... Have you... I've just like. Have you seen the speedruns? No, I haven't. So I'm. I don't know if I've ever watched the full one, which is silly because they're so short. Yeah. But it basically you get off the plateau as quick as you can, and just like, and then you go fight Ganon. (laughs) Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, I should watch one of those. Um, but. So. After so. You beat the game. You did mm-hmm. the Hero's Path. You're doing your new playthrough. Did you ever right. do the the DLC? I never played the DLC. So. I played the... I think I played... I don't know all the DLC that came out. I definitely... There's one that you fight like waves of enemies. Mm-hmm. No, actually, no. I played two DLCs because there's one that's just like a whole new quest that takes a pretty long time that I remember enjoying... But that DLC was kind of just like more Zelda, if that makes sense. Like it was just like more things to do. And I was totally cool with that. I was like, nice. I think you get a motorcycle at some point in there. There's a motorcycle? Yeah, there's a motorcycle. Uh, And the other one I think was my favorite because I've already talked about how fighting is my favorite. And it's Mm -hmm. like just an insane combat trial where you just fight like waves of enemies with like specific items that they give you. It's really fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I'll have to go back and actually play the DLCs. Yeah. Um, Totally recommend it. And then have you been following the news for, or any of the announcements for the sequel or the prequel? I was just reading an article about the like Hyrule Warriors game. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah made me actually want to play it i didn't play the original one which i've been meaning to but you know how switch games just never are cheap ever like i'm just nope. like, waiting for that game to get like 30 dollars, and then i'll probably buy it uh i get the uh i get the nintendo um i have a wish list in the nintendo store and so oh, they'll yeah. send you announcements when games on your wish list go on oh, sale they'll send you a little email i should add more stuff to that for sure yeah which is nice for the indie indie games and third party games because sometimes there's pretty steep discounts. Yeah. But if it's Zelda games, I've seen where they send me an email. Oh, a game on your wish list is on sale, and it's like forty five cents cheaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always like fifty five dollars, and you're like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> nice. um, but I was reading an article about the new one, uh, Age of Calamity. 
and it was saying that like it pulls a bunch of stuff from breath of the wild like gameplay wise and like progression wise and i was like oh i could be a lot more into that did they did you watch the newest trailer no i didn't the newest trailer is pretty insane yeah i don't want to spoil it for you but it's like i i didn't play the first hyrule warriors um but it makes me want want to to play age of calamity Um, that's good to hear but i i also like that style of game so i like the if if you've ever played dynasty warriors i i don't think i've ever i've played it but like i've dabbled i haven't like played through a full game or anything yeah i used to play back in the ps2 days i used to play a ton of dynasty warriors uh and and nintendo did another like warriors crossover for the fire emblem games it was fire emblem warriors so i got that like right when i got my switch because i just needed games (laughs) Uh, and that was pretty fun they did a good job of adapting it so i assume that you know age of calamity is gonna be just as polished so nice nice um, have you played genshin impact yet i don't even know what that is oh okay so Uh genshin impact is uh a game that everybody calls bootleg Breath of the Wild. Really? Uh, yeah. It's uh, this. Okay. It's basically Breath of the Wild with anime characters. Okay. Essentially. Ooh, I'm so, interested. Similar gameplay, open world. Um, the big criticism is that you can play as all these different characters, but to like unlock the bonus characters, it's like a gotcha mechanic. Like a, it's like a. Did you ever play, um, was it uh, Team Fortress or a little any bit, of the yeah. games w- where you could have, like, loot boxes and that sort of thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you, you buy a ticket or something to that oh. effect to, to have a chance to win a new character. That's, you don't that's have to... cool. I love when people do that. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you don't have to do it to finish the game. I've been meaning to download it. It's free. So the game oh. itself is free. Oh, okay. That's a little... That's an easier pill to swallow. Yeah. So so maybe download it, play a few minutes, but... Okay. Everybody says that kind of scratches the Breath of the Wild itch. I am definitely You wait for a new Breath of the Wild. <laughs> and there is... You probably know this better than I do. There is, like, an actual sequel or prequel to Breath of the Wild coming, right? Well, yeah, Age of Calamity is the prequel, and then there's a sequel coming that's, that's right. actually Breath of the Wild 2, but I think the only thing we've seen is the announcement trailer that's Zelda and Link like going into this trailer. cave or something. Yeah. And then they're like, Breath of the Wild 2, that's <sighs> all you get. <sighs> I can't wait for that. I'm so excited. Hopefully it'll be out for the Switch. We don't have to wait for the, the Switch Plus they, XL. Yeah, they're, they, uh, I heard they're updating the Switch soon, but it didn't sound like a new, new console. I yeah. it's not. They've been, the rumors about updating Switches have been around Just since constantly. the Switch came out. <laughs> okay. So every year they're going to update the Switch, which eventually they will, uh, but every yeah. year they're going to do it. Uh, my uncle at Nintendo has the the 411 oh you have an uncle at nintendo dang that's cool (laughs) oh that's so cool um but yeah well i guess any any parting thoughts any 
Anything you hated about Breath of the Wild? Mm. Anything you want to go back and change? I okay. If there's one thing I didn't like, I and I don't like this in most games, and they didn't do it horribly in this game, but uh, the the food stuff, I didn't love it. I I I I don't I didn't mind doing it, but like I hated that I had to like hold one thing, hold another thing let it stir in a pot and then like i had one item do you know what i mean i wish yeah. i could have like streamlined it a little bit and just clicked like click click combine <laughs> for a lot of things and i like i usually i honestly like don't have many health things in general or potions because i'm just way too lazy to like sit at a campfire and just like throw things into a pot for 10 minutes or like a, a <laughs> quick a quick list where you could say Hey, I made X, Y, and Z before. Yeah, even yeah. that. Oh, even that. Just little things like that would have probably made me use it a lot more. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I will say, and I, I don't think this is the game's fault. Uh, I kind of, and I, and maybe I'm kind of like this in most games, but. I'm really like gameplay focused, so like I kind of didn't care about the story, which sounds a little <laughs> crazy. Uh, and I don't think the story was bad, but I think the gameplay was so good. Uh, like a cutscene would come up, and I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it. Let me get back, let me get back, let me play more." <laughs> uh, and I think they like they even like give you when I I was talking about not doing any of those memory like photo quests. Mm-hmm. they like they kind of like dig you for it at the end they like give you some crap about it they're like <laughs> zelda save or link saves the day but he doesn't quite remember much <laughs> i'm just like come on <laughs> don't do that to me <laughs> uh, um but honestly like minor things and i think like now that i say all those things out loud it's like the other stuff was just so good that I always just wanted to get back to that. And like, I think in other games, I probably would be way less, uh, you know, annoyed by it. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, I think that it's really easy to just get lost in breath of the wild. Oh yeah. So anything that annoys you, you can just wander away. And do <laughs> yeah, something totally. Else. Totally. I had to, when I was doing my second playthrough, I, had i spent like the first five hours wandering around and i was like oh wait hang on i have a deadline i have to like (laughs) do stuff uh but yeah man it's so fun it's such a good game we'll have to wait for breath of the wild too maybe we'll have you back and we'll do the i would love to be back yeah well thanks andrew for coming on the podcast dude thanks for having me this is donating your time to us um do you want to tell people where they can find you? Oh yeah. Um oh, I'm not I'm not good at I would say the easiest way to find me uh would be Instagram, which sounds lame. But uh, <laughs> Instagram, I've got a link that has a link to all of my stuff. Uh I have three podcasts now. I which oh. the third one isn't out. So you didn't uh you, you actually I was you did great research. I appreciated that. Um I think by the by the time this airs, the the third one may be. Oh, can out. I talk? Can I say two words? About, maybe a couple more than two words about it. 
Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's uh, a rebirth of an, my very first podcast, The Beverage Boys of Bloomington. Oh, LaCroix Reviews? Uh, not LaCroix Reviews. So Addison Rogers and I uh, started a beverage review podcast about three months before I moved away from Bloomington to Chicago. Really great timing. And uh, we put out a few episodes and then we recently, as in January of 2020, we recorded a bunch of new episodes and we're just now getting ready to post them. <laughs> oh. uh, so we're really excited about that. They uh, It features a lot of Bloomington celebs. Um, so that, that was really fun. I would hopefully that'll probably be on my Instagram too. So yeah, my Andrew Funkhauser at Instagram. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Straightforward and simple. Um, well, yeah. Thanks again, Andrew. Uh, check out his podcast. Oh my gosh. Cast and the Curious and new beverage podcast. Yeah. That I just forgot the name the of. The Beverage Boys of Bloomington. Beverage Boys <laughs> of Bloomington. Um, Thanks again. We're Chad of the Wild. Check us out on um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere great podcasts are found. Uh, please leave a review if you liked it. Give us five stars. It really helps get our name out there. You got a review. And, uh, Mandatory. Yeah. We're, we're also on Twitter, at Chad of the Wild. So uh, tweet at us. Send us fan mail, hate mail, whatever you got. <laughs>